With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? You good? I know you like that. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We appreciate you listening here for our inaugural show. DB, Andrew Rogers. Let's talk college football and the shakeup that, you know, I guess we'll just say it's like a Yahtzee game, right? You put the dice in, in, in the container, you shake it up, and you roll, and now it's a, a grouping of new teams. Who would have thought that Michigan would have completely destroyed Ohio State. Not destroyed, but you had one guy that liked Michigan. At, well, I liked Michigan, too. Can I be two yeah. guys? And we had Michigan Lance, maybe three guys that liked Michigan in this game. I could not believe that they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. And got as high as nine, nine-and-a-half, depending on what you felt about Corum. But, and I remember saying this during the broadcast when Nebraska played Michigan, and I said to Sharpie, to Greg, I said, no disrespect to Blake Corum because he's fantastic. But all their running backs look the same. Kudos to Mike Hart. Good line play. They're all offensive line coach. These guys, they get skinny. They settle the little subtle shoulder turns. They fall forward. Well, and their running backs aren't the biggest either. No, they and they are that's the offense. That's the offense that I like. Run action. So the one heavy run action at Nebraska for the future and taking your deep shots off of run action a lot like a lot, a lot like Georgia big 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 fan of Georgia's yeah. offense and people think I'm crazy but I but that's the way that I would play well I'm with you with Georgia too I mean I I said it last week I'll say it again they're a step up above every program out there so so even their zone games has it has motion you get multiple guys in the backfield. Your quarterback has to be athletic, but he's not like the guy in the run game. And you take shot plays, right? And they got good tight end play, which the last four or five years, welcome back to football, college football, the tight ends. I thought they were going away for a while. Everybody was going 10 personnel. I, tight ends are back. Add that into what happened in the NFL yesterday. Every tight end seemed to catch a touchdown. It's such a hard matchup, right? I mean, because you, you need – not everybody has a Derwin James, no. right? And, and those are the guys Absolute that you beast. need to handle tight ends. So it's like, welcome back. You have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC at the, at the point in their seasons to where they control their own destiny. I think that's how it's going to finish. It's the conference champions, right? If, if all four of these teams win their conference championship, that's how it settles in. Although leave it to my guy, Coach Kleiman, to, to put a Cheerio in the bowl of Fruity Pebbles and have somehow K-State knock off TCU. But it seems like this is how it's going to finish. And here's where things get dicey, though. I mean, does LSU have anything for Georgia? 
Well, that that's where like you know scenarios can be tossed around. Like if LSU wins, where does Georgia fall? They don't fall out of the top twenty-five. That would or top twenty-five. Geez, top four. That would be ridiculous. Uh, but what if USC loses in the Pac-12 championship game? What if TCU loses the Big Twelve championship see, I, game? See, I think USC, and it's not just because I'm a USC fan. That is. I don't and know that if you Caleb know Williams is going to win the Heisman? Well, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Uh, I don't – they're better They're better than I think we're giving them credit for. Well, Notre just, Dame is defensively, way – hey, but you, they stood up. But that's what I'm saying, though. Defensively, that's where they get their biggest knock is – all of those games end up being close for the USC team. They but stood up and battled. Think about how Oklahoma was under Lincoln Riley. I know it. And Alex Grinch, right? Those defenses were always led by a, a great standout quarterback. You start with Baker Mayfield, you go to Kyler Murray, you take on Jalen Hurts, and now you have Caleb I, Williams. I'm with you. Like you get one of those top quarterbacks in there, and you don't need a great defense when you have a guy that's Heisman caliber he's, leading your football team. He's way good. He runs around like Patrick Mahomes. I know that's a tall claim. And I'm going to say but this, he runs around and I'm, like I'm going to be like, wow, but and a better arm. Than Mahomes? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. At this, you watch. <laughs> let's, let's line them up yeah. on, uh, on, at the Listen end zone. I'm telling you. All of them are going to throw, and we'll see which one throws at the furthest. Watch what I tell you. It's uncanny what he does throwing on the move. With that, hose. I'm not saying he's not awesome. And I'm listen, really Mahomes not. is the real deal. <laughs> I just think that's I mean, a- obviously, right? That's our water's wet moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I. If anybody crashes the party, I mean, who's it going to be? LSU played their way out of it. Clemson's donezo. Like, what are we talking about? And Ohio State doesn't have the strength of schedule to compete with how the rest of the group. Like, you know, even if. USC loses. I don't see Ohio State getting in before uh, USC. Uh, you probably make could probably make the case. Could probably their strength the of case. schedule looks like this: Notre Dame and Penn State. You look at USC; they just won three games against ranked teams. Yeah. And they also beat Oregon State earlier on, who just beat Oregon, who was competing to play in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, what were they doing? Uh, well, not not playing in the defense. Civil War. And and. Not taking chances either. They, they got too comfortable in that game. Uh, it, was, it was we get into the red zone and let's settle for a field goal. We don't need to get into the uh, end zone anymore. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Oregon it. State's defense bucks up. Now Oregon's making mistakes offensively, and here come the Beavers. Did you not watch the state championship on Monday? <laughs> well aware right. how falling in love with great kickers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can cost you. <laughs> okay? That happens. Oh, would you feel like you you are a member of the Oregon sidelines? In that oh game? my goodness, you can see it coming when you when you get a hot quarterback, mm-hmm. and Lord knows the one that we were facing is unbelievable. Like yeah, it makes you nervous, especially as a defensive coach. Uh, and, and you know what? Another big debate that comes in is if TCU loses, right? And arguments can then be made for Ohio State. And I think even don't. Don't jump on me here. Oh, I will probably if it's, a, if it's a bad take. I Listen, I was going to say that. Really? I was going to say that, but, man, is this the year that you let a two-loss team that hasn't been that impressive? Right? Well, the committee They didn't even loves, look good against Auburn. The committee loves Alabama. And, listen, people think Nebraska, their former players, are hard and miserable to deal with. And that may be true. Sorry to some of my fellow brethren. But how about Bama's players, like, hitting Saban up, like, uh, this isn't Bama. 
we, you need to fix this. And Saban saying that that hurt him, right. cut him to the core. And I was like, see, it happens at Miami. It happens at USC. Like, sometimes us former guys were just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing to make news. Oh, my man, Scott Shanley. <laughs> Woo! Hey, we've been taking calls all day regarding Matt Rule and if he's a good hire or not. We have another caller on line one, Brett, joining the show. Brett, thanks for coming on. What are your take? What's your take, at least, on Matt Rule? Is he a good hire or no? Brett, good morning. Are you there? Yes. I can hear you, Brett. How are you? Hey, doing good. Good. And congrats, guys, on the show. Thank and, you. Uh, Damon. Just want to give you a special shout out and thanks. Um, I appreciate that. Side win, so thank you. Our little group of North Platte boys that you were awesome enough to take a picture with. We had a little watch party and watched you guys win. So that was pretty fun for us. So I appreciate that. You guys uh, getting kicked in the teeth that Friday night kind of helped us dial <laughs> in about how we needed to get a little tougher if we wanted to make a run so, at this thing. Yeah. So so I actually. Um, like the Matt Rule hire simply for the fact that I think that's the guy that Trev Albert wanted. He yeah. checked all the boxes. Trev talked about discipline, trust, and a builder of men. And those are all the things Matt Rule does, and that's what he did. So I'm just happy Trev got the guy that he said he wanted. The only concern I would have is the staffing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of historically proven coaches that take staff every stop of the way with that, and, and it always works out. And so you saw it kind of fall apart there at the end. Um, a little bit with Bayless, a couple guys. You saw it in Carolina, a couple guys leave. And so I, I, I hope he goes after the best guys that fit what he wants to do here and not just go with guys that he's trusted at other places. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that take. Uh, and, you know, the big thing with that, too, is it, it, he's grabbing guys that he trusts right now. And by having those relationships prior to, he's building that family culture early on. And yes, I get the concern of, oh, are they the right guys, though? I mean, they may be his guys, but are they the right guys? Uh, but in this case, when you, take a, when you take a coach and you pluck him away from the NFL and you place him back in college with his track record, if he takes the guys that worked at those spots, I can't imagine that they won't work again. Yeah, and listen, I, I think those concerns are legit. All right, this isn't Maroon 5. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise. Because if I'm Coach Rule, see, ideally, you want, ideally you want DB's chicken nuggets. Let's get them. I think you, you have an administrative team that is really sound, right? And, well, let's hold that thought. We call the, in our business, do we call that a tease? We call that a tease. But we call that a tease. We also – have Sam McEwen on next, and maybe we get his take on some of this. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll pose my hypothetical to Sam I am and see what happens there. Hey, he likes green eggs and ham. Coming up next, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, he's been following this news with Matt Rule and the Nebraska team all the way through and through. He's next on Hale Varsity Radio.